The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 bonus episode. Well, the announcement happened, and it happened a lot quicker than we thought it would. J.J. Abrams is coming back to the franchise and will co-write and direct episode 9. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, this is Matt Moore from Comics with Kenobi, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And funnily enough, it was just yesterday that media outlets were reporting about a press conference that Ryan Johnson participated in in Japan where he was asked about Episode 9 and all the foo surrounding it. And he said, whoever does it, whoever directs it, I'm going to be really excited to be an audience member again and to sit down and see what the next filmmaker has to show us and where this story ends up going. So people read that and said, well, that's a non-denial denial and thought, hmm, maybe he really is in line for this. And personally, I read that and thought, no, that actually sounds like a denial. Like he says, I'm really excited to be an audience member again. So that's somebody saying, like, I'm not going to direct it. I'm going to be in the audience. He also said it was never in the plan for me to direct episode nine. So I don't know what's going to happen with it. For me, I was entirely focused on episode eight and having this experience. Now I'm just thinking about putting the movie out there and seeing how audiences respond to it. So no, I'm not really thinking about that, about episode nine and the director stuff right now. And it turns out that all the debating over whether that was a non-denial denial denial was useless debating because just a little bit ago, in fact, I think it was about mm, 20 minutes ago from when I'm recording this podcast, there was an announcement on the official Star Wars website saying that J.J. Abrams is coming back to the franchise and that he will be directing episode nine. He will also be co-writing it, even though when you look at the headline for the thing it says that he's writing and directing episode nine but that's not entirely accurate he's going to have a co-writer on it and that would be a gentleman named chris terrio now that's not exactly a household name so here's the deal with mr terrio he's actually an oscar winning screenwriter he wrote the adapted screenplay for argo in 2012 and you know he kind of went off the radar for a couple of years until he surfaced as being credited on Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, for which he did a pass on the screenplay. I guess David Goyer did the original screenplay and Terry was brought in to work with it for, you know, whatever needed to be punched up. And he's also a screenwriter on Justice League coming out in November, so... I guess you can jump to conclusions right now if you want to, based on that much information. Personally, I'd like to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, but man, I did not really enjoy Batman v Superman, and I thought the best parts of it were parts that were actually lifted from the original Dark Knight Returns comic book by Frank Miller back in the 80s. So, yeah, I don't know how much of that to lay at Chris Terrio's feet, but... 
I think Justice League will kind of give us a better idea since he was involved in that script. So let's not freak out just yet. Let's see how Justice League turns out before we start jumping to conclusions. And with J.J. Abrams on board, not to mention Kathleen Kennedy and the whole Lucasfilm story group, I have a feeling that even if Chris Terrio were inclined to some bad impulses, that he would be saved from them by the crew working at Lucasfilm to make sure that they close out the trilogy on a high note. At least that's what I want to believe, and therefore that is what I'm going to believe. Now, when we were talking about Colin Trevorrow's departure and when they might announce a new director for Star Wars 9, I had said that they had a little bit of time to work this out. And they certainly did. So this announcement came a lot faster than I expected it. I think it came a lot faster than a lot of people expected it to arrive. And as far as JJ goes, okay, so here's the thing. A, I generally have no problem with it, okay? JJ Abrams is a solid choice without question. He did a great job on The Force Awakens. I know, I know, I know there are Star Wars fans out there who think that J.J. is part of the problem with The Force Awakens having so much to do in tone and style and plot points and all that with the original Star Wars. And so, yeah, maybe there's a grain of salt to be taken there. But he really is a solid choice for a director. And, I mean, you can't necessarily go too wrong with it, right? And personally, I like him better as a choice than Colin Trevorrow. I was not a fan of Jurassic World either. I thought it was rather boring and that somehow all of the personality that Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard have, like, I didn't feel it in the same way that I felt it from their other work. So be that as it may. The reason why I hedge my bets on saying, hedge my bets is actually even the wrong phrase, why I'm not saying like, yeah, I'm all in, like, it's great that it's JJ and all this stuff, is that I really feel like Lucasfilm missed an opportunity here. And you know where I'm going to go with this, right? We're talking about bringing a female director in. And it's not like there aren't options out there, right? I'll go, of course, it would depend on scheduling and all that stuff too. So I'm sure that's a factor in things. But, you know, everybody was excited about the possibility of getting Patty Jenkins in. But, you know, she's got Wonder Woman 2 to make as well. So who knows if she even has time for it. J.J. Abrams himself mentioned Ava DuVernay. So, you know, that would have been great. I know she's just wrapping up A Wrinkle in Time and that's coming out next year. So in theory, she could have been working on the actual filming production because it's supposed to start in early 2018. So, you know, the stuff should wrinkle in time should just about be done by that point anyway, right? <laughs> it's not like there weren't options out there. And yet I think they went the safe route and you couldn't really fault Lucasfilm for going the safe route, all things considered with all the upheaval that they've been having around directors and making sure that they get the vision right and all this stuff. It's definitely a good idea to make a safe play here. That's for sure, right? But I think this may have implications for the future of Star Wars beyond Episode Nine, and talking about standalone films going on from there. So let's talk about that after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside, you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com slash tfa welcome back 
So here's the thing. Lucasfilm was still bringing in money around Star Wars, regardless of whether they had movies going from 2005 all the way through 2012 when George Lucas sold the company to Disney, okay? So naturally, the whole plan for selling it to Disney had to do with the fact that they had a new idea for a sequel trilogy, but they also needed to monetize around the standalone movies, okay? So we know that it's got to be unlikely at best for them to turn around and say, oh, once episode 9 is done, we've got episode 10, 11, and 12 stacked up and ready to go, right? That would kind of be an unusual thing to expect from Lucasfilm. So basically, a lot is riding on the standalone movies, and we've talked about that before just in general, but even when you look at it through Disney's perspective and their purchase, their spend of $4 billion on the Star Wars franchise... Part of that was done based on the assumption that they could do more than just three movies every 15 years or so, you know, between start and finish and in between time and all that, right? They were thinking, hey, we can do more with this. You know, they've got Marvel who is doing two and three movies a year and they're doing buku bucks with those movies. So why can't they do the same with Lucasfilm? Well, Lucasfilm, of course, is its own company and it definitely doesn't have the same infrastructure and the same scope that marvel does they're going to have to build up to something like that if they want to get there or if they're not if they're just going to be you know the same shop that they've been then they're going to need to get their standalones sorted out so unfortunately i don't think we're gonna see a female director on a star wars movies until 2021 at the earliest and I'd love to hear what you think, whether you think that once the saga movies are over, do you think that Lucasfilm is going to be able to keep up a schedule of one movie a year? Will they be able to pull it off? So, you know, are they going to be more like 18 months to 24 months in between movies? Or do you think they'll actually try to ramp up their staff and their production team so that they can start cranking them out? Share your thoughts at the comments at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. I'm going to cut it off right here. We will be back to our regular episode dropping at 3 a.m. Eastern time, continuing my look at the Star Wars Made Easy book and what it's telling us about The Last Jedi. There are a couple of other trinkets and tidbits and intriguing factoids that I want to share with you from there as well. But in the meantime, I just want to say thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you pick up another pathetic life form, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not a pod race bet, it's destiny unleashed. is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.